Uh, it looks like a New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> it's like yeah. one of the high-rise buildings, in, and for sure, Milo already yeah, placed put their, their advert on put it. Their crest Milo, Milo. Ah, so so they get buildings like this in Oyo. Nah. Um, I just thought it was brown roof. Hello, listeners. It's another episode of the Conscious Nigeria podcast, a podcast where Nigerians tell Nigeria stories. My name is Nelson. I'm an environmental scientist and a conscious Nigerian. Today, we'll continue with our documentary-styled delivery where we expatiate on elements of our history and how they influence present-day happenings. If you're listening for the first time, it's nice to have you here. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. We bring you this Nigerian goodness fortnightly, that is every two weeks. So today we'll be talking about the fall of the Koko dynasty in Nigeria. And I'll be having this conversation with my friend, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Yeah, hello, Nelson. Um, it's nice to be here again. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Nathan. Um, I'm a software engineer and an upcoming podcaster. I'm also a conscious Nigerian. Right. Great. So, um, if you were to talk about Coco to someone who probably is not interested in like conversations like this, or, or for example, people who are only interested in the end product, how would you describe Coco? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to start from the monetary aspect, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> everyone, I think everyone just understands when we talk about money, right? So, Coco... Money and food. Yeah, exa- exactly. So, chocolate is like a $100 billion industry. And Coco is the primary ingredient for chocolate. So, when we're talking about Coco, you should know we're talking about chocolate, basically, right? Um, it's believed that more than a billion people eat chocolate every day. So it's it's consumed everywhere from candy bars, beverages. I mean, you find you find chocolate and cocoa products everywhere. All right, you see, so that's as simply put. And as a beverage lover myself, I can indeed attest to that. And that's just cocoa for you. And uh, fun fact: the Greek people would refer to cocoa as theobroma cacao, which means the food of the gods. And uh, when we say the gods, it's not it's not like the Nollywood, <laughs> like the evil forest in Nollywood. So, <laughs> all I right. Like, so I like moving Nollywood. forward, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, it's great. It's yeah, great. okay, good. All right. So, uh, moving forward, uh, cocoa tree grows uh, in tropical regions around the equator, and these regions are mainly Western African, uh, with about seventy six point six percent of the global share of cocoa in countries like. Ivory Coast, Ghana, Nigeria, and Cameroon. Also in Central Southern America, we have about 17.7% of the global share of cocoa in countries like Brazil and Ecuador. Also in Southern Asia, Oceania, there's about 5.7% of the global share of cocoa and they can be found in Indonesia and India. Yeah, I think Nigeria is also part of this whole region. Um, Nigeria is actually very well situated in the tropics like we all know um this means it has a good potential for cocoa production in the past we had a major player in the cocoa industry um cocoa had like a really great contribution to our economy and development 
to the point that cocoa, the cocoa pod was crested on the then five Kobo currency. Today, we are going to consider what happened to this great cocoa dynasty and why its importance to the Nigerian economy has unfortunately kind of dwindled um, over the years and if there has been any revival of late. All right, so firstly, I think uh, we should look at a very quick history on the rise of the cocoa dynasty in Nigeria. Uh, starting from the Amazon basin in, cent- in South America, that was the home for cocoa tree, but it started spreading sometime in the 18th century to other tropical regions in South and Central America. So cocoa was first introduced to West Africa, including Nigeria, in the 19th century. Uh, the earliest cocoa farms we had in Nigeria were located in Boni and Calabar in the 1870s, but uh, the area did not possess the optimum conditions for cultivation of cocoa. So the seeds again spread to other parts, and by the 1880s, a cocoa farm was already established in Lagos by the government. Commercial planting began in the Ibadan province um, around that same time period and by by the early 20th century that Ibadan province produced the bulk of Nigeria's um, cocoa. The news of cocoa and its great economic benefits soon spread to other nearby provinces um, such as Ondo, Oshun, Edo and Delta State. This growth and expansion of cocoa in the early days was outstanding and this is all because this was all because of the great initiative and tenacity of the business-oriented Nigerian peasant farmers, such that by the 1950s, a cocoa dynasty had already been created. During this time, cocoa was a major foreign exchange earner for Nigeria. I'm talking the 50s and 60s. Um, in short, by 1970, Nigeria was the second largest producer of cocoa in the world. Yeah, that... Uh... Cocoa was was a huge deal for us Nigerians. I I mean, we all know the popular cocoa house in Oyo State. And fun fact, <laughs> that yeah, was indeed, indeed, it was the first skyscraper in Nigeria. And also at that time, it was the tallest building in tropical Africa. And that building was built. Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you short. Have you have you seen that building before? Have you visited it? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I What's have those. You, I tried. Wait, no, I, I tried no, to ambush me. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not ambushing you. I haven't also. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I, I I felt weird that I haven't seen it. That you haven't seen it. Anymore. I haven't. I haven't. No. <laughs> okay. And fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. That was the first skyscraper in Nigeria. And also was the tallest building in tropical Africa. It was built mainly from the proceeds of cocoa without any form of federal allocation whatsoever. That's how much cocoa meant to us back then. Since we are talking about fun facts and side notes, do you know that 14 out of 36 states in Nigeria produce cocoa? I mean, yeah, I didn't know that until I started reading about this stuff, right? Um, the high-producing states are Ondo, Koshiva, Oshun. Um, some other states which also produce cocoa, Edo, Ogun, Oyo, Ekiti, Abia, Delta, and Akwaibom. Um, in smaller quantities, 
kwara kogi taraban adamawa also produce cocoa. Yeah, but following the investments in the oil sectors in the 70s and 80s, I think Nigerian share of world cocoa outputs like suddenly declined and that's believed to be when the fall of the like dynasty started to happen. So at the moment Nigeria is ranked 5th among world producers according to a 2018-2019 statista data. Even though in the last decade, agriculture's contribution to the national GDP has been around 20 to 25%, uh, the contribution of cocoa in that sector has also still been at a decline. Exactly. I mean, cocoa merely contributed 0.05% to the GDP in 2016. When you compare to 0.3% in 2010, you can see that there was a huge drop. The cocoa industry has significant potential but like many sectors in nigeria it's just been underutilized and that that's quite sad yes yes and with nigeria's reliance on oil as a major contributor to its economic success it's very easy for us to decide to you know not bother ourselves or ignore the decline of cocoa uh, oil and gas really contributed to our economic success between 2001 and 2010 and it still does till date but the current decline in oil prices has also been responsible for the gdp growth slump and not just the decline in cocoa production and this raises the question about issues relating uh, issues relating to revenue diversification yeah i mean i understand the need for reverse revenue diversification um so maybe this is a time where we could look to the um, once upon a time great legend in the agricultural sector. I'm talking about cocoa here. Um, but the truth is, it always takes a backseat once the oil prices rises again. And that's very sad. That's very sad because the push for diversification must be stressed. And this is the right time for it. And also international need and market prices for cocoa is rising at the moment so i think we need to tap into this right now but as you said earlier on cocoa production in nigeria is in fact declining and if nothing is done about it it could easily just become a thing of the past yeah i, I hope not i hope not um but, but i i think you're, you're right actually and from my from my own point of view i think there are, there are some causes there are some major causes of this decline one of which is the aging trees and farms i mean these have been in production for a long time there's also the the issue of um cocoa farmers the dominant cocoa farmers who are also aging um, there's also the failure to update farming method and practices, and most especially, um, there's underinvestment in this sector. All right, you know, Nathan, I I understand uh, some of these factors you mentioned, but can you explain uh, cultivation and trade? Yeah, I mean, cocoa cocoa is sometimes farmed on a large scale, but if you come to think about it, the sector is dominated by small scale farmers. These farmers sell their products indirectly through cooperatives or licensed buying agents who in turn sell the products to exporting firms. So simply put, cultivation is done by small-scale farmers while trade and export is dominated by a few firms. 
Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's understandable because uh, statistically, about 80% of the cocoa produced is exported as cocoa beans, while the other 20% is processed into powder or butter or cake and liquor and then exported as well. So Nigeria at the moment is yet to fully capitalize on cocoa production as most of the beans are sold in an unprocessed state. So I think we need to expand our activities in the cocoa value chain. Yeah, and the processing companies, we shouldn't forget about them. Um, they are the they are the key to this whole thing. Because currently they are faced with um, challenges of insufficient capital, um, the normal Nigerian irregular power supply. And I think most importantly, the policies or unfavorable, unfavorable yeah. policies made by government. Yeah, and um, the time to act, I think, is now because as Nigeria is reported to be experiencing a decline in production due to inconsistent production patterns and uh, pest attacks as well. So farmers are still depending on the old school cutlass and whole style of agriculture. And these farmers, sadly, are not aware of current practices that can enable them cultivate cocoa all year round. And this, I think, might be a big game changer in the cocoa production in Nigeria. Yeah, true, true. And something else, you know, the, the trees and farms are aging. They were planted between, I think, 1945 and 1965, um, that, that period. So imagine the maintenance of these farms. I think they must be labor-intensive and um, hence they are not very attractive to um, younger entrepreneurs. You know, since you mentioned that international market prices for cocoa is rising, I'm fairly certain that young farmers would now be enticed to take up cocoa production. And this, at least, if not for anything, it it should reduce the stress on our old farmers. Very true, very true. With, with, with proper incentives such as tax breaks, um, input from external invest- investors, I think even the old farmers themselves will be willing to go back and rehabilitate their abandoned farms. <laughs> Who no like money? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, unfortunately, this um, shift has been hampered by little or no investment. Um, so it's difficult to utilize the adequate mechanisms for better productivity, such as mechanized farming and all of that. There's the reluctance by banks to issue loans to the farmers, given the high risks associated with this sector. There was even a study that showed that some farmers, just because of their level of education, were deemed unable to meet loan requirements. So they just couldn't access these loans. And these loans are what is necessary for large-scale production. Yeah, it's true. It's true because the bigger the investment, the more likely the returns would be. So outrightly, we can say for a fact that the industry needs strategic intervention so as not to decline into extinction. But I think as a country, we need to focus on expanding our contribution to all sectors of the cocoa value chain, also to... uh, uh, look into technology and more importantly, incentives for these farmers. Cocoa remains one of the fastest selling and most de- desirable agricultural commodity in the international market today. 
So if production is well nurtured, no doubt Nigeria is more than capable of being able to cash out for a very, very, very long time in this $100 billion industry. Yeah. Great. Um, this is a nice place to stop today. Um, we've learned a couple of things. Um, we learned that cocoa has been, or cocoa in the past was the mainstay of Nigeria's economy, um, providing um, a source of foreign exchange. Um, we also learned that the cocoa is produced or cocoa the first cocoa seeds came from south america and then was spread um through the southern part of um nigeria to where it's now grown in over um 14 states of the country and then we also saw that if properly harnessed cocoa has the potential um to be a major part of um, Nigeria's GDP because it's a $100 billion industry. And even with our less than optimal um, contribution to this industry, we are still the sixth in the world. So imagine if we are um, able to harness the potential for this industry and capitalize on production, not just um, selling raw materials, then um, we could carve a niche in this um, market. So that's it for today. Um, join us in two weeks' time where we'll begin our season two um, of Conscious Nigeria, which would be about military history of Nigeria, the coups we had, um, how different head of states came into power, and the story about all of that. If you're interested in that history, join us in two weeks' time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at Conscious underscore NG. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S underscore N-G. You can also find us on Facebook at Conscious Nigeria. And you can find us on Naira Land at Conscious N-G. Bye. Talk about cocoa. Yeah, cocoa. Yeah, it's, it's the primary ingredient for chocolate, I guess, like everyone knows, for chocolate. <laughs> With the cocoa. <laughs> yeah, it's going crazy. Uh,